Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You're listening to the Jacob Media Sports Network in partnership with AM1490 Sports Betting Radio. Subscribe to the Jacob Media channel on YouTube for access to all daily sports content. All right, welcome back. We're live inside the Prop Swap Studios of AM1490 Sports Betting Radio. The brackets are set uh, and looks pretty wide open. So plenty to get to tonight and throughout the week. But in the middle of all that talk, not the middle with Aton, Harry, and Barrett Brooks, but John McMullen, our NFL Eagles insider, will join us every night at 7.30. Follow John at JF McMullen, phillyvoice.com, and si.com. It's where you can find the written work and host of Extending the Play every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. right here on 1490. Johnny Mack, how we doing, man? Doing well. How are you, Ryan? Doing well. Doing well. There's, um, man, you look at NFL Twitter today, and there is just Ooh, a ton happening. Busy day. Yeah, I'm sure you were busy. Not for the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's uh, that's sort of par for the course, right? Well, not really. I mean, they've been players in free agency before, but you know, I think fans get used to that. I, I've tried to explain. My cycle theory and where the Eagles are, it's not really a theory. It's its what it is. It's what the NFL salary cap is. Uh, and the Eagles are in a position where they don't have a ton of money to spend. So they can't be involved with these big deals on, on day one of free agency. Anybody who was expecting difference was ultimately always going to be upset. But I don't know how you didn't figure it out. So let's uh, start with the Green Goblin, I guess. That probably makes the most sense for us here tonight. Yeah, I mean, I, I and that's the good news, by the way, for the Eagles. There weren't a ton of, of really impactful free agents uh, that they had. So they're not going to be losing these ultra-talented people because um, they don't have the space for them. And Jalen Mills is probably the one guy you said um, – you should probably want him back. You should probably bring him back. 
but he just got offered too much money uh, from the New England Patriots. And it makes a lot of sense if you think about the type of player Bill Belichick likes and wants and very versatile, high football IQ. And, you know, Bill's a lot like Jim, (laughs) Jim Schwartz. I mean, Bill Belichick started Jim Schwartz. So, um, you know, we always talked about how how much Jim Schwartz liked and respected Jalen Mills as a player. So it's not really a surprise that, that Bill Belichick does as well. So I I saw an article that you wrote on SI.com from January because you just kind of put this back out there on Twitter. Your top two, what, unrestricted free agents that you felt like the Eagles should have brought back. Uh, Why don't you just fill us in there? Yeah, it was Jalen Mills and Rudy Ford. (laughs) People... Uh, I'm gonna. People laughed at me back then for saying Rudy Ford was number two, and sure enough, first was Jalen Mills, second was Rudy Ford. Um, and you know, uh, people generally don't care about special teams, but NFL teams do, uh, and it's very important. And you know, it's interesting because Rudy uh, had a had a bunch of of soft tissue injuries last year, had some hamstring issues where he was in and. In and out of the lineup, also had a groin. Uh, but man, you rarely see a massive difference um, in coverage teams when he was out there versus when he wasn't. I mean, he's one of the best two or three players in the entire NFL when it comes to punt coverage, when it comes to being a gunner on the outside. He just dominates. And, and that's one of those selfless things, sort of like long snapper, same type of thing. You only notice the long snapper when he makes a mistake. Um, you know, those gunners are, are a lot in the same way, and he, he dominated at that. And, and they're not expensive, um, but, you know, I guess for being a special teams gunner, Rudy's pretty expensive, and he got two years and, um, you know, a nice chunk of change from the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, Eagles... DN Brandon Graham got uh, what restructured, I guess is the right way to put it here today as well. Uh, one year extension worth close to 20 million over two years per sources. Um, what does that mean for the team and Brandon Graham and, and everything else? Uh, just that continual march to get under the cap. Remember, this is the, uh, the so-called, uh, legal tampering period, which I hate that term. It's negotiation period. Um, the new league year, none of these deals that were reported today are official. None of them can be official until Wednesday, uh, starting at 4 o'clock. That's when everybody has to be under the cap. So the Eagles can sign whoever they want, technically, right now. They don't have to be under the cap, but you got to get under the cap by Wednesday. So the latest number was about 17.8. They were over starting this morning. Um, uh, the NFLPA figures had them 17.8 over. Now that is, I'm told, before Brandon Brooks' extension was filed, and obviously uh, Brandon Graham, Brandon Brooks's restructure. Brandon Graham uh, actually got an extension. He got another year, um, so a little bit of a different. Uh, tact and, and they're going to spread his money out over that period. But he he also has some voidable years at the end, so 
we'll have to see how the numbers come in. Jake Elliott is another one that hasn't been filed. Um, and that could uh, get the Eagles down uh, to the cap. We'll see. They might have one more in the pipeline as well. Uh, and that'll get them down to, to being cap compliant. Um, but you need more than that to sign free agents. And certainly the guys that were going today, which a lot of them, you know, got pretty significant deals. Joe Thune, uh, a lot of offensive linemen. Corey Lindsley, uh, center from Green Bay, moves to the Chargers. Um, you know, big-time contracts and uh, a lot of the pass rushers, but the Eagles couldn't be in that conversation. The one, you know, John Johnson, the safety from uh, the Rams, uh, some people speculated the Eagles would be interested in that, but he got – you got $11 million a year. They they just can't – they don't have the financial wherewithal to be in those conversations right now. So just to go with some, you know, big news in the NFL overall, Drew Brees decides to hang it up. And obviously with this offseason being deemed the quarterback carousel offseason with so much – potential movement uh, coming up here. We'll see how much more actually occurs. But talk about Drew Brees, his legacy, and what the Saints' plans will be for this upcoming season in your mind. Well, I I, I mean, for Drew, obviously, he's a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback. I I don't think he's that, you know, sort of – Tippy top tier, the time, obviously the Tom Brady, but even if you're your generation, his generation, Peyton Manning, um, I don't think he's up with those guys, but he's sort of that second tier, uh, and obviously a Super Bowl winner. And the Saints have been uh, really a Super Bowl contender uh, for the vast majority of the latter points of his career. Um, and if you go back to when he signed with New Orleans. Um, uh, Miami really uh, wanted him first and, and had a deal cobbled out and worked out, according to Randy Mueller, and uh, their doctors wouldn't clear him because he was coming off a shoulder injury. And it's interesting to see how, you know, two teams and two franchises change so dramatically on something as simple as a doctor uh, making a decision. And that's, that's how simple it could be sometimes. But um, so – as a player, um, no doubt about it, Hall of Famer, one of the greatest pure passers of all time. And, and you know, then you talk about his community stuff. I mean, just that's even bigger than the amount of money he gave to the city of New Orleans, which obviously, um, if you go back to Katrina, had so many issues and uh, all the things he's done for that community. I, and I know he got in trouble for some saying, some things that people got upset about regarding the flag and Colin Kaepernick. But boy, man, I, I mean, if you're going to criticize somebody, you know, how about criticizing somebody who hasn't done about a million more things for people than you have? <laughs> I'm pointing at everybody, including myself. I, I mean, don't pick on other people. Don't go pick on Drew Brees. Yeah, it's um, it's spectacular what Breeze has done in the community. And there was that issue, I think, in the summer where people were really attacking him for, I forget even yeah. the exact reason, but just just nonsense. It was a flag and right. Kaepernick and that stuff. Okay. And he, he just gave his opinion. Right. It wasn't uh, insulting other people, but you know how 
our society has gotten. But I, I'm just like, if you, it, it, and, and let's face it, the vast majority of those people killing him have no idea what he's done for that community. And that's, that's why it's, it's frustrating, because you've got a bunch, bunch of people that sit on social media, do nothing except insult others, criticizing people that do so much for actual communities. It's frustrating. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. It's absolutely frustrating. Um, so Drew Brees hangs it up. Legend, one of the all-time greats, especially in this era at the quarterback position. All right, so what's what's next here? There's just so much coming down the pipeline today in the NFL with players on the move, re-signings, signing with new teams, retirements uh, between yesterday and today with Drew Brees. What's next for the Eagles, and how does this date impact it, and what are some of the next key deadlines and, and dates that you have your eye on, John? Well, there's no real – I mean, free agency is here. It'll start, as I said, officially uh, on Wednesday at 4 o'clock. That's the start of the new league year. But you have the tampering period, uh, the negotiation period, which we're in right now. So you're going to know where the vast majority of the, the high-profile free agents are going to sign before Wednesday. Um, the key to the Eagles – and the key for the Eagles is sort of that second wave or even the third wave. I mean, that's where they are. They have to make sound, prudent decisions with guys who, who may be under the radar, maybe veteran players, maybe really young players that haven't broke out, evaluate correctly, maybe one-year deals. And again, if you think about 2017, the Super Bowl year, that's the Chris Longs of the world, the Patrick Robinsons, the little Garrett Blunts, all one-year deals. That's what the Eagles have to do this time around. So what are some players that fit that mold uh, that could be significant enough where you're you know, satisfied or you say, okay, this could be an impact player on the field and an impact player off it as far as you know, the finances are concerned? I think if you look, I mean, Malik Hooker, you look at some of these guys I've mentioned, I, I predicted their splash would be Eric Wilson, uh, the linebacker from, from Minnesota, because Jonathan Gannon has a history with them. The new linebackers coach, Nick Rollis, has a history with them. But he'd be sort of like the crown jewel. And, you know, he's not, he's not a star player. But that's probably a guy you have to give multiple years uh, and then from there, you start talking about maybe – I think the Eagles are in a different phase. So I don't know if you necessarily want the veteran players, but there are some younger players that are coming off the injury. And typically, you don't want that. You don't want guys coming off injury. But if they're young, you could sort of roll the dice as opposed to, say, our old friend Ronald Darby who got – injured so much here in Philadelphia, you got a big money deal with Denver today. Those guys scare me, you know, because he's coming off a pretty good year, but that injury history is pretty significant. Now you look at a Malik Hooker who was in Indianapolis with Gannon and Nick Sirianni um, and had injury issues, but he's very young. Gary and Conley was a former first-round pick uh, at corner. The Eagles need corners. Had some issues. Maybe you take a flyer on him. Those, I think, are the type of players uh, the Eagles have to be thinking about. 
talking with John McMullen, our NFL Eagles insider. Follow John on Twitter at JFMcMullen, phillyvoice.com, si.com is where you can find all of John's written work and host of Extending the Play, which you can listen to every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. What about the rest of the NFC East, John? Uh, Anything today that stood out to you? um, And what are some of the big big moves that still need to occur and that might occur here in the next couple weeks, whether it's with the Washington football team, uh, the Giants or the Cowboys. The Cowboys already made their their big signing, uh, keeping Dak around for a long time. Yeah, uh, really, the entire NFC wasn't very splashy. If you think about today, it was about the Patriots, it was about the Texans, uh, the Patriots especially. I mean, they they not only got Jalen Mills, they got Nelson Aguilar, a host of other players. Uh, Houston, and it's interesting because Houston's now run by. Uh, Nick Cesaro, who was with New England for many, many years. So it's kind of interesting to have that pipeline. They were two, two teams were very, very active. Um, but the NFC East as a whole wasn't very active. Um, and, and, you know, you mentioned Dallas uh, having to pay as much money as they have to pay Dak Prescott. Washington has to figure out what they're going to do with the quarterback position, number one. They lose Ronald Darby. I know the Giants were really in trying to get an edge rusher, um, and maybe that happens later today um, or or tonight. Uh, but uh, you look at Yannick Ndokwe, he went out to Las Vegas. Um, Trey Hendrickson is still out there. Uh, again, who knows, at least when we started this call. <laughs> so there's some options, uh, and they have at least uh, – some room to do some things, but the NFC East has been pretty quiet so far. So I know the Eagles were at least looking, I don't know how realistic it was, but with safety, John Johnson. um, And then he goes three years, basically 34 million with 24 guaranteed to the Browns. But that was a name that was at least associated with the Philadelphia Eagles. You can take that for what it's worth. He goes to the Browns. Jalen Mills goes to the Patriots. So does the secondary slash DBs and safety spots become more of a priority now heading into the draft? Does it change the Eagles' plans heading into the draft, or is it still, you know, the same plan? Well, it's still way too early. I mean, they they have to add at, at, at those positions. And they have to add multiple bodies. We talked now Jalen Mills is officially gone. You know, I've mentioned Rodney McLeod is coming off a torn ACL. Not only is he coming off a torn ACL, he tore it in December. Um, So you have to be concerned of when he's going to be ready and you start talking about, well, who do you have at safety? It's guys like Marcus Epps and Kayvon Wallace are certainly not proven guys. So they want to get something uh, in free agency, and that's where I bring up a player like Hooker, who's a former first-round pick, has a lot of talent, but had injury issues, uh, and the coaching staff knows him. Same thing as cornerback. After Darius Slay, you need cornerbacks. I, I mean, uh, Avante Maddox can't play outside. We all saw it. It's just it's not going to work, uh, and it's certainly not going to work with the new coaching staff. So. Uh, that's where I mentioned Conley, similar first-round pick, had some issues. 
Maybe you take a flyer, but they have to add multiple bodies in the secondary. No question about it. So they're probably going to add not only people in free agency, but people in the draft as well. All right, so let's stick with the draft for a second uh, with about 10 minutes left here in this conversation, John. Uh, we've talked a lot about wide receiver. We, we've broken down everything from all angles as far as the Eagles and what they should, could, and will do with that sixth overall pick. Is there anything new that maybe we can discuss or any new angles as far as wide receiver, um, Kyle Pitts? I mean, I, I'd like to get back into that with you, whether – any more news regarding wide receiver versus Pitts because Pitts has been the growing uh, popular name that's being thrown out associated with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I, I think maybe the more thing I think you see some more people starting to think uh, the Eagles will try to get cute, um, try to hope somebody will want to trade up. Uh, if you look at Carolina and Denver, uh, both need quarterbacks. Um Carolina's really desperate for a quarterback, so you start thinking about, well, can we get them to trade up, and then we go down a couple spots uh, and maybe get a Kyle Pitts or, or something of that nature. Um, <clears throat> you know, do you want them to get that cute? I, I don't know. Um, you know, uh, if it's receiver, I've said pretty consistently, I still believe Jamar Chase is not going to be there. Uh, if he was there, I know Daniel Jeremiah said he would run up and, and put the card in if Kyle Pitts was on the board. I would do that if Jamar Chase was on the board. That's the one no-brainer to me. Um, if he's not there and you still want to go receiver, I, I would take Jalen Waddell over Devontae Smith. Uh, to me, he's more explosive. He was uh, again, he was the better player at Alabama. As hard as that is for people to believe, before he got hurt, he, he was a better player. Um, so I, I don't know. Uh, if the Eagles are comfortable with a bunch of those guys, maybe then you start talking about dropping down a few slots, knowing you'll get somebody, whether it's, say, Devontae Smith or Kyle Pitts. Um but that's sort of what they're wrangling with. And, um, yeah, they want to – I don't think there's any question you'd, you'd like to take advantage of some quarterback desperate teams uh, if possible, and we'll see how they go about it. If, if guys – you know, who knows? If, if, if teams are so hell-bent on going up to get players like Trey Lance and, and Justin Fields, maybe, maybe the Eagles reconsider say, well, maybe we should look at these guys a little harder, but I doubt it. You know, we talk about Jalen Mills going off to the, the Patriots, Johnson, who is a name, um, going up, up to Cleveland, Caleb Farley, the corner from Virginia Tech, I see in some mocks uh, going number five to uh, Cincinnati, the Bengals. Is there any chance the Eagles get weird and, and go that type of direction? Uh, a little, a little bit. I would, I would put that at like ten percent. I, I mean, corner is one of those positions uh, where I think you do have some top ten talent, uh, and that's a position where generally uh, it's it's a big enough sort of value on that position to take a, a player in the top ten if you evaluate them. 
and most people have uh, Caleb Farley as that guy um, if he were there at six. But I, I, I do think um, – and, uh, you know, if you want to build around Jalen Hurts, I mean, you got to get this team some weapons. So I, I think that's the decree from the owner. So, I mean, look, it, uh, a defensive player might help you win games, but it's not going to help the quarterback. You could win games ugly. Uh, you could get a top 10 defense, although the Eagles would have to do a lot more on the defensive side of the ball to get in that position. But, again, you're not helping the quarterback. And if the Eagles truly want to build around Jalen Hurts, well, they got to stop the issues in, in the skill positions. We've been talking about them for years. Uh, I mean, and you look at somebody like Nelson Aguilar gets a two-year deal, and and I, it was for twenty-six million, right? Now that's not real money. We'll see when the real numbers come in. But you do, you do see the way he excelled with the Raiders, and now the Patriots are obviously a very smart organization are, are signing him. You know, the Eagles didn't do a good job developing their players, so we got to throw that into the mix as well. And I don't know if that's – like that That kind of goes into the conversations we were having last week, John, where Jeffrey Lurie says, you know, no quarterback competition. And then to kind of parlay off of that, pun intended here on Sports Betting Radio, it, it's – no, they can't get the, you know, elite – cornerback prospect because they need answers at the quarterback position right away once again they may not be going best available or smartest approach they're trying to get quick instant gratification answers to solve this quarterback problem and that may bite them in the rear even more yeah well i think that's where we are by definition when the owner butts in i mean there's no getting around that if he's if he's butting in, you should take the best player, whoever he is. I, I think everybody understands that. Everybody should understand that. You should allow the personnel department to evaluate everyone and pick who they think is the best available option when you're up at number six overall. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think that's on the table, most notably at quarterback. But I think also by extension of that, uh, because of what the decree is, um, probably – uh, cornerback as well. Um, and, and what hurts more is that they've invested so much a, a, in those positions. I, I think a lot of people say, because I've heard it numerous times, I'm sure you've heard it as well, Ryan, uh, the Eagles did, didn't try, didn't build up properly around Carson Wentz. Well, maybe so, but they tried. They tried. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, what are you talking about, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside is a second-round pick. Jalen Rager is a first-round pick. That's recent. I just talked about Nelson Aguilar. That's a first-round pick dating back. Uh, Andre Dillard is a first-round pick at left hand. They tried to build up around Carson Wentz. They just failed, either missing out on draft choices or not developing the players properly, whatever you want to blame it on. Um They've been they've been taking swings on the offensive side of the football. If anything, you know, they haven't been taking as many swings on the defensive side, other than Derek Barnett. Um, you know, we've talked about linebackers. 
the defensive backs. I mean, think think about it. Rodney McLeod is is signed in free agency. Jalen Mills was a seventh round pick. Darius Slay was traded for. Avante Maddox was a a fourth round pick. These were the starters from last year. You know, they'd love to take a shot with some ones and twos on that side of the football. Um, yeah, they certainly would. All right. Uh, John McMullen, our NFL Eagles insider. Follow John on Twitter at JF McMullen, Philly Voice and SI.com. Saturday mornings, make sure you're tuning in to 1490 to listen to John on Extending the Play, 10 a.m. to 11. And John joins me every night at 730 for your Eagles football fix. All right, J-Mac, I appreciate it, man. We'll, uh, we'll do it again here tomorrow. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Yep. Thank you. There he is. Johnny Mack, dropping some knowledge. All right, let's get to a break. The, the, the middle. The middle. It's you called know. the Gonza Fort Peninsula Park. Looks nice. It's a nice green space. Yeah. Right, right, right. Just looks like, you know, what, what's um, what's the the park in, in the middle of New York? Central, Central park? park? Central Park, yeah. yeah. Central Park, yeah. <laughs> most famous park in the world. Right. Park. It's probably the most famous green space on the planet. The Middle with Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.